I don't know how we pulled this off. Um, I'm super excited. But today we have a special guest on. Usually on Mondays we go over the last dance. We have a special guest who, who was involved in the whole in the process of making this whole thing. Um, I'm super nervous, so that's why my voice sounds a little funny. I'm just gonna I'm jump right too. into I'm it. Um, I'm gonna jump right into it. Uh, we have none other than Michael Jordan. What's up, Mike? Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, I listen every Monday for the full episode and uh, every day for the quick hits. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. We're, we just had some technical diff. By the way, is it okay if I call you Mike? Is that is that cool with you? I'll allow it for now, but really, you know, you should check with my people before you start talking out of your mouth in the presence of a of a superstar. Wow, man, Michael Jordan on the Welcome to the Show crazy. podcast, Mike. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, how did you feel about last night's two episodes? Well, you know, I thought the show did a pretty good job capturing some of my championship footage, but really I thought it was bullshit. I want everybody to know that those tears were CGI and that I was not really crying about anything. Um, hmm. That's interesting. Uh, CT, I think you had a question actually in relation to to the te- to the tears and stuff. Yeah, uh, th- thanks for reminding me. Uh, Mike, why are your eyes always so red on the show? Are you on some drugs or something? Next question, please. <laughs> all right, man. I'll, I'll respect you because you're the greatest of all time. Six for six in the finals. Uh, uh, let's see here. Michael Jordan on the show. <laughs> Uh, Mike, if you weren't crying, why did you ask the cameraman to stop the episode mid mid interview? Well, to be honest with you, that was a Tuesday. It was Taco Tuesday. I had some Taco Bell. Unfortunately, my stomach does not agree with it because Taco Bell is shit and everything in my body is up the highest standard. Uh, I had to take a break so that I could flush my system out and get back to business. Uh, that, that's amazing. Uh, can I, is, if you don't mind, I want to ask you about the Steve Kerr incident. Um, you claim that, that he punched you in the chest first and then you punched him in the face and that eventually you guys settled it all up. Is that really what happened? Would you mind sharing with the audience what really happened in that incident with Steve Kerr? Well, first let me say, Manny, I can hear in your voice that you're about to have a nervous breakdown because you're in the presence of a true superstar. So I'm going to ask you to calm down, please. And the Steve Kerr incident is simple, really. Uh, It occurred to me that Magic and Bird never punched one of their teammates in the face and then went on to win a championship. So I thought to myself, I already proved that I could win three in a row. Let me punch this sucker in the face and go on to win a championship. (laughs) <laughs> that's interesting wow that's, that's... i never would i never thought that we'd be getting this type of insight yeah for a documentary that took years to put together yeah uh mike we're 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 a primary baseball podcast uh you play you play some baseball at the double a level is it harder to hit a baseball or to make a jump shot 
Well, uh, I'll tell you this. It's harder to win three championships in a row twice. So I think that answers your question. And please, no more questions about what's hard in life. What's 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 hard is being me. Mike, that's that's great insight. Uh, can I, I just want to ask if that's okay? I don't know if you have en- uh, much time, but I want to ask you about your time with the Washington Wizards. How come no championships then? What what happened there? Well, see, at that point uh, in my career, I had gotten used to being a lazy bum all the time, and really, I just got back into basketball to make some extra money so I could, you know, invest it all back into my shoe company uh the nike had a had a down year that season so i had to show my face and get the stock back up ct if you don't mind um you know what go ahead you got this you know what uh i can already tell mike is impatient a guy of his stature doesn't want to be bothered so mike thanks for coming on the show i hope you stick around to hear the rest of it and really, man, from the bottom of my heart, you are the greatest of all time. I think you're better than LeBron James. Uh, Mike, before you sign off, uh, will you be also, is there a possibility you'll come back on the show? You know, I'm a busy guy, Manny, to be honest with you. But I do love the show. Again, I hope anybody watching this subscribes the YouTube channel, follows the Instagram page at you on Twitter. Your Twitter names are displayed right there in the screen. People still ask. Uh, But yeah, I I can see myself coming back on the show. But I really hope that me coming here just proves that this is one of the greatest podcasts ever created. And uh, I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming on the show. We really Oh, he he hung up already. Um, Wow. That's damn man. (laughs) I'm sweating like this had to be this was one of the greatest moments ever caught on live live stream. I don't even know. I even had a freaking mental breakdown there for a second. Um, You did, man. Usually you're pretty composed in the presence of greatness, like because we do this show every day and I'm on the opposite side. So. Right. Um, I was kind of, of it. <laughs> uh, for those of you who, who are listening on the podcast, which you, you should continue doing that while you're at it, you should also leave, you know, just wrote, it doesn't take long. Just drop a five star rating and leave us a review. Talk about that MJ interview. For, for but, but if you're listening, you, you might've noticed his voice sounded a little different. Um, he's, he's, he's going through some stuff right now, apparently. Um, I- I believe yeah. it's actually the 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 editing crew doing the documentary that makes his voice sound deeper and more normal. Like in in live in live action, things are always different. He actually Correct. sounded better, I thought, um, than in real life. But uh, nice, nice. Yeah, you should you should you should definitely check out the YouTube what, stream. What questions would you have asked Jordan? If you were on the live stream, we might have read one to you, read one out to him, and you would have gotten a chance to have a one on one connection with the with the goat himself. He might he he might actually come back on at some at some point down the line. Definitely not anytime soon, but who knows? Maybe two three weeks, maybe six months down the line or something. So if you have a question for MJ, drop it in the comments section. We might ask him it next time we talk to him. Uh, but let's move on from the interview. Although we gained a lot of great insight from Michael ja- from Michael Jackson, I almost said, "Damn." Um, <laughs> you know, 
The Last Dance, episode seven and eight last night, CT. Uh, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it so much last. Actually, let me be honest with with the listeners out there and the, and the people watching. My daughter actually didn't let me watch it last night, so I didn't get to watch it until this morning. Um, and yeah, so we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. What'd you think? I thought the first episode what was it seven and eight. Yeah, I thought the f- episode seven was the best episode, but I have to admit that I thought the show carried on better now that we kind of know like what what the flow of it was they go they're in current 1998 then they go back in time then they go back to the to the 1998 and stuff but last night at the end of the episode was the only time that i felt like what the hell they they literally stepped out of 1998 in the middle of this drama about uh I don't know what I can't even remember what it was, but then they brought it back at the end of the episode. And I really think that the more the more that I watch this, I really think this would have served better as if they dedicated like a six part series to each season, yeah. each season of the three P of both three P. So six seasons uh, to to work with. They could have fit the bass, the baseball, at the end of one or the beginning of the next one. Um, I think this whole back and forth sort of back and forth transition doesn't work that well. I, I'm st- I still haven't caught on to it. Uh, and I and I also think that's because Jordan's career was such a roller coaster. Like mm-hmm. I, de- I never realized how much shit happened in this guy's career and how we're never going to witness it again because Scottie Pippen today is is Kyrie Irving. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Scottie right. Pippen today is is what Kyrie Irving did. He left LeBron because he he didn't want to play second fiddle to LeBron. And and it sucks because LeBron is probably the only alpha male in history that that doesn't act like he is the alpha male. He's the guy that's going to defer to the other superstars. He'll give you credit before he gives himself credit. Yet this is the one guy that has to, you know, beg people. I guess he has to beg people to come to his team. And it kind of sucks, but we're never going to see another Jordan type of career ever again. Like Yeah, no, you're right. You're I think you're absolutely right and one thing that's that stood out to me yesterday was I started thinking about the math portion of, of his career. Um, he broke into the league in 1984, retired the first time after the 92-93 season. So he played about, <clears throat> I guess that's nine years before retiring. And then he came back and played another three and a half years. Um, his career, imagine him having the longevity that LeBron James has. Like how many yep. years has LeBron James been playing for? It feels like is it? It feels like we're getting close to year twenty. Already more soon. than Jordan, I think. Way, I think way more than Jordan at this point. I'm looking at his basketball reference page. Before he retired uh, and returned to the Washington Wizards, he was only in nine, after the 1998 championship. He was only 34 years old, and he his entire career spans 15 total seasons. Um, but the point that I'm trying to make is is even after the 92-93 retirement before he went to to baseball, he looked like he was shot, like he was just tired. He put like yeah, I just it, it it it's just incredible how different the game is now. Like like again, like LeBron James looks like he's at the peak of his fitness career. He looks like super healthy. Yeah. Um and I don't know, it was it was kind of weird. And then he returned and then you start to see him look tired again toward the end of that 98 stretch around there. Um, and, and I think it's because he, he literally, 
maybe Michael Jordan wasn't the points leader. I'm looking at his stats right now, his basketball reference page. Maybe he wasn't, like I said this last time, the rebounds leader, the blocks leader. And like to your point, everybody had a role in those days so that maybe that wasn't his role. But the thing that he brought to the table that nobody has brought, that nobody brought before he came into the game and nobody has brought since is that will to win. Like the, the guy yeah. fucking, that's all he cared about. And he let he left his heart and soul on the court. He didn't care about friendships, still doesn't. Um, and that that takes a toll on your body. Like I can't imagine going to work every single day with that mentality, that killer mentality. It's, it's 100%. Must, it must have been exhausting. Like I don't even know. I don't even know how he played as long as he played. No, and that's the thing. Like I mentioned in our last ep- in our last recap of the last dance, that today there's a bunch of Jordans in terms of popularity. There's a bunch of Jordans in the league walking around, and not that it's any easier, but at the time when Jordan was getting interviewed, coming out of the locker room, boom, have to sign an autograph, have to get interviewed by sixty reporters, whatever. Clearly that shit wore him that wore him out and it was kind of refreshing to hear I don't I, I didn't catch the guy's name but the there's a guy they're interviewing in the in the documentary who says that Jordan told me a year before he retired that he said he was going to try to go for the three peat yeah. and then walk away from the game when I thought that was that was pretty cool like and again imagine that happening today right mm-hmm. like imagine uh <laughs> i think we just did a, a weird transition there uh I just up. yeah i'm sorry <laughs> it's all good man hey it was it was a it was a busy day for us if you think about it um we're human we're human it was it was it was refreshing to hear that guy say that i, I felt like it was a it was a gut punch to the media how they kind of ruin everything for us and even today man it's just like we're not satisfied as viewers to take the game for what it is lebron james probably is the greatest basketball player of all time but we have to find something wrong with him like it has yeah. to be that this guy isn't a killer or something he mm-hmm. doesn't have the killer instinct that jordan has it's not as good whatever instead of just enjoying this shit i think the media plays a big role in it making us kind of like want to like pick a side on the evil or good of, of sports and it shouldn't be like that but uh shout out to jordan and baseball. I think yesterday was a big day for baseball, man. I'll tell you why in a second. Yeah, and I'm looking at LeBron James's stats right now. He's he spent 11 years with Cleveland, four years with Miami, and he's in his second season with the Lakers. That turns out to six plus 11 is 17 total seasons. Michael Jordan played 15 total with two retirements, one for one year, one for three years. Um, it's uh, the guy. I mean. I don't I don't even know, man. And and yeah, the things that we learned yesterday, at least that I learned, even though I was there at the time, I guess <clears throat> I was too young to realize Scottie Pippen quitting on the team. Uh, that was shocking to me. I couldn't Super believe that shocking. he did that. Um, and then not only that, he kind of doubled down when they interviewed him now. Like he was apologetic, but he also said if I could if I were to do it all over again, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. That was kind of surprising to hear. Um finding out that Michael Jordan's father was murdered for some reason this whole time I, I thought that he had like a heart attack or some shit like I don't know why I, I didn't realize that he was murdered like my wife said was he was he killed and I was like I don't think so that I don't remember him being killed like that would have been a big story you know what I mean even yeah. if you're 10 11 years old at the time and um just just Michael Jordan's will to win man just really stood out yesterday and and I was a impressed by it and at the same time i kind of thought like man this guy's kind of a psychopath in a way like yeah like that we, it uh, takes a special kind of a person to to 
to run the show the way he did. Like, the way he ran practices, like, I don't know if I could play under somebody like that. But, but and, and a lot of those guys kind of admitted that at the time they thought he was a dick. But then looking back, as time has gone on, um, they realized what he was trying to do. But maybe that's not what he was trying to do. Maybe he was just an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, Nah, I mean, it's funny because I... It's so much to say about this these these two episodes from last night. Like we could literally spend like hours talking about it. Um, I don't think he was just an asshole because I thought it was pretty, pretty cool how he didn't want to play in the majors when the strike was happening. Like he basically yeah. chose the the you know the players over what what the organizations were doing, and I and I thought that was really telling of like his character. Um, yeah, th- they say they, they said, say that, they said that they were gonna put in replacement players, and he didn't want to be a replacement player. Like, yeah, he didn't want to step up and and play in the majors as a replacement player. If anything, that I think that would have hurt his ego. Um, I think that they say the same thing about the Patriots. I, I remember two seasons ago, I don't know what player came off of the Patriots and said they don't have fun over there, but they win championships. You know, I don't right. think Jordan was about having fun. I think he was really just about winning. I think it's great. I think you we may never see a guy like that again unless this documentary literally like it inspires LeBron James to go ham and we see a LeBron James like we never seen before. But I think that's what people say when when they compare Jordan and LeBron that they're just different. Uh like you said Jordan doesn't lead in points, he doesn't lead in rebounds, assists. LeBron will. But look at Jordan at the first end of the retirement, his first retirement. They were already dubbing him one of the greatest of all time. Right. And he that was just the first three-peat. He came back and did it again. So it's like it's never really about the overall stats. And it's impossible to make it about the overall stats. Like Steph Curry is already the greatest shooter to yeah. ever play in the game. And he doesn't lead in – I don't know what what's the best stat to determine who's the best shooter. But he is the best shooter, period. Maybe, like, maybe shooting percentage or something. <clears throat> well, yeah, but Getting by the end up here. by the end of by the end of his career, he might not have the best shooting percentage. Maybe his last three years, he's doing a Jordan in the Wizards, and you know shoots poorly. You know, um, yeah. I want to. I, I do want to say that I didn't know that Jordan's dad was murdered. I just didn't know that it was that the whole story was that he he took a nap on the side road. That that stuff just seems kind of weird to me, and that it took like three weeks to find his body. I don't know what to think of that, to be honest with you. Um, prediction, I, I'm almost willing to guarantee that there will be a podcast that investigates it and gets to the bottom of that whole thing. There, there, There's always one. Um, yeah. So you wanted to mention something about his baseball stuff. I'm looking at his baseball stats now. And just something that stood out to me was because I always wondered, why did Michael Jordan start off in Birmingham with with the with the Chicago White Sox's double A Sox wow am I from Boston with the Chicago White Sox's double A team and it turns out that the reason they did that was because the the lower ranked teams didn't have the space for the media because mm. the media was all over the place so Jerry Reinsdorf kind of felt like we have to we have to give them double A so that there's a space for it so knowing that I'm kind of impressed by what he was able to accomplish on the baseball field. This is his stat line. Remember, double A is not, in terms of comparing to Major League Baseball players, yeah, it's a low-level um, players that, that reach only double A ball. We don't consider good players, quote-unquote. But in the grand scheme of things, that's a high level. It's hard baseballs being played there. Um, and this is his stat line. He had a 202 batting average. 
I'm not going to give you slugging on base because it doesn't matter. 51 RBI. He stole 30 bases in 127 games. Then he had, I think somebody mentioned in that episode, like a he started the season with a 13-game hitting streak or something like that or 18 games yeah. or something like that. And then they started throwing curves and stuff and breaking balls and all that stuff. I um, thought I'm I'm at the time I thought people were exaggerating about like oh if if he had continued playing he probably would have made it to the majors. I think he probably would have because no, yeah. I think that's impressive to not pick up a baseball bat and a ball since high school. He's 31 years old being being thrown into double A, not rookie ball or, or an independent team. Um and to put up these kinds of numbers, which, again, aren't that great, but for someone who hasn't played baseball in fucking 15 years, that's yeah. impressive. That's really I good. Thought, I thought it was great how they depicted that he started he started off on the 13-game history and then the curveballs came because that's something growing up when I, was, when I was super into playing baseball. I always used to hear of stories of kids having the talent to hit a fastball, catch up to 90. But the minute that they start throwing curveballs, that literally is the difference, I think, between double A and triple A for yeah. some hitters, right? So I thought that was pretty cool. And another thing that I that I thought was interesting about Jordan playing baseball is that, and the reason why I believe he would have made it is because uh, the, the biggest thing about Jordan is that he busted his ass on both ends of the ball every game. He tried to play the best defense and score the most points, which I think he if he would have had the same amount of time put into baseball, he would have crafted himself into a pretty great baseball player. Uh, and I think it's telling of the way you see him at the beginning of the baseball clip back in the 90s. You can see his swing is straight down. Yeah, It's almost like he was taking word for word what they were teaching him. Right. His swing was like in a straight down angle. His swing was very awkward. It was almost like he was just trying to make contact. And it's like he hadn't developed the natural feeling of really putting like a good swing on the ball. So it's like even just looking at that clip, I could tell he was just trying to practice. He was just trying to step one is to hit the ball. Like step one is to get the ball out into the field, put it in play. He's literally taking it word for word by swinging down. So it's like he hadn't made the mind body connection yet of how it's supposed to feel to swing, you know, for all you launch angle people or <laughs> shit out there. You can tell the guy was practicing. Um, and I, and another great interesting moment that I thought is a big up for baseball for those of those who, who are obsessed with baseball was that in 1998, he's in his last dance season. Hmm. And I think after the BJ Armstrong incident, he's, he's in the baseball bat. He's swinging a baseball bat. And I know he's thinking about the home run that he hit or one home run that he yeah, hit. Yeah. He just has a base. That's what baseball's about, man. Like, it's just like, it's just the great feeling of of being in a baseball team and accomplishing, accomplishing something mm-hmm. on the baseball field. So I thought that was a great moment. Uh, again, thank you, Jordan, for coming on the show, man. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Um, and we, believe it or not, a little over a year ago today, I was just looking at my phone. Siri's talking to me now. For some reason, Siri's been turning turning on a lot lately. Um, <clears throat> we had Nick Francona, which is Terry Francona's son, on the show, and he actually spoke to us about meeting Michael Jordan when he was with the Chicago White Sox. So this is my my turn to plug that show in. You could nice. you could find it in our podcast wherever podcasts are available. Just go back. It's it was in April twenty fifth, I think, of last year. The episode is called "The Conversation with Nick Francona." It's not just about Michael Jordan. It's about a whole bunch of stuff, but. We do talk about to him about MJ for about five minutes in that interview, so go check that out. But um, yeah, those interv- those those episodes were 
incredible, man. And now I'm kind of sad that this this coming Sunday is the series finale, and that's it. We're not gonna we're not gonna see any more of it because it, it you know as much as that time in basketball hurts for Knicks fans, which I am. It was a it was an incredible time in the game, yeah. and damn man, I want to make what are, what are we gonna have after the last dance is over? The home run race, man. Roy Holiday's documentary. I want to mention one more thing about the pot, the doc, the last dance documentary. That what it's the point that I was trying to make earlier about it being all out of whack. What the hell was the story about his one teammate who he was constantly berating with, like, yeah, getting him to fight him? What was that about? Scott it's like Burrell, they mentioned yeah. Scott Burrell. No they were idea. kind of like Scott Burrell, man, such a nice guy. You never hear about him again. You might see no. him in a highlight, but what what was the point of that? It's almost like the guy ran out of space to put there, and it was like, let's mention Scott Burrell, man. We got right. Scott Burrell. Let's, it's like Scott Burrell didn't give any insight to what that what Jordan was other was than like, like, I felt like it was a lead up to one game that Scott Burrell had that was really good, but yeah. they didn't really tell us what the point was. And I think what we're, we're, what they wanted us to get from it is just how, how intense MJ was in practices. Maybe yeah. that's what it was because then later on in the episode, or was it the next episode that we learned about the Steve Kerr incident? I think maybe it was the next episode. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I think I think maybe they got caught up with the title of the Last Dance because that's what MJ titled that that '98 season. That's what he called it, um, and they got caught up in it. And they just wanted to. They tried to focus their attention on '98, but realized there's just too much. We have MJ here. We got to talk to him about his entire career. Maybe you're right. Maybe they should have just started with the beginnings, like 1984 to 1990. Episode one, 19, the 91, 92 season would be episode two, 92, 93, 93, 94 retirement coming back, you know, and that you get your 10 episodes that way. But instead, they decided it's to like, go with this back and forth thing, which which what we said last week was works, but it works in a in a in a situation where they drop every single episode in one shot and you could sit there and binge it. But in yeah. a week to week thing, you get lost sometimes. It, it's almost like, man, like and the only reason why I'm saying this now is because. I could understand if 98 was the only dramatic season for Michael Jordan, but the fact that every single season, you go back to the Bad Boy Pistons, you go to Dennis Rodman joining the team, you go to Scottie Pippen bailing on the team in, in the Eastern Conference Finals, all that stuff, each and every single season could have been its own two-part thing. And eventually, it, the whole thing could have been called The Last Dance, but we didn't have to see it go back and forth. Like, I already forgot the Dennis Rodman episode. I can I can yeah. only tell you that he went to Vegas, but I can't tell you how crazy it was to have him on the team. It's like that feeling of his presence at the in the 90s is, is lost. Like, what was the point? Now, looking back, what was the point of that episode? Like, what were they trying to... It was, it was dedicated to Dennis Rodman, which I get, but they could have just as easily done that talking about him joining the team yeah. the first time and he he's a character in that final three-year run that that last three pete but it's not like you cut back to to dennis rodman and get some insight into yeah, what we never... happened in those games he's just kind of like we got we got the that dennis rodman was the third component of that team out of the way yeah. that's it we don't have to talk about it anymore it's like it's almost like yeah it's funny we haven't heard from dennis rodman since that episode, I feel like, what, did he have nothing else to say about 
every season that he played in with Michael Jordan? Did he have nothing else to say? All his his uh his part in the documentary was just to be there to describe like, yeah, I went to Vegas for two days. It was great. I don't know. That's it, man. Um, great episodes, though. Nonetheless, great, <laughs> great episodes. Nonetheless, great episodes. Nonetheless, for yeah. sure. And next week we get to find out. Well, we already know what happens, but I, I kind of, I wonder what these episodes are going to be about. Clearly, we're going to get through the championship run and his retirement. I wonder if they're going to come back to see what he did in retirement for those three years. What, what happened when he came back with the Wizards? What, what came into that decision? Why he came back? All that stuff. I hope they do. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, my daughter sleeps next week. <laughs> <laughs> give her a little, give her a little bit of that uh some alcohol man just put some in her milk i'm gonna give her a little drill benadryl if you catch mm-hmm. the drift all right yep. ct we talked about the last dance we had mj on the show which i still can't believe man incredible me neither man me neither uh should we check if he's still there no no he's probably no 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 yes no let's not uh <laughs> let's not let's not wake the beast <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we get into some headlines? Yeah. All right. Here are our headlines. Sete. MLBPA rep Andrew Miller of the St. Louis St. Louis Cardinals says players are up for anything safe during COVID-19. This is his quote. We want to put a good product on the field, but that's totally secondary to the health of the players. We're generally younger and healthier, but that doesn't mean that our staff is that doesn't mean that the umpires are going to be in the clear either. I agree with um, Andrew Miller. Um, and we're going to find out hopefully tomorrow whether or not we're going to see baseball in 2020 because MLB met with the owners and I think I think a representative of each team today. And they agreed on a proposal to bring the game back. Now, the next step is that they have to bring it to the players. And there's going to be a discussion coming coming out of that the players might come back and say fuck no we're not coming back at whatever proposal you have this is what we want there's going to be some sort of discussion hopefully the owners have a plan for that and we could find out that baseball comes back at some point in the very near future um, one of the things that they think is included in the proposal is a universal dh so i wanted to get your take ct um how do you feel about universal dh man finally is how i feel about it Finally, uh, I think it's a no-brainer. We don't need pitchers hitting for guys that specialize in one part of the game. Um, I think that people will cry about it, like Joe from Joe and Evan. I mean, Evan from Joe and Evan on the WFAN. Evan. Evan hates the idea of a universal DH. because he, he. I don't understand that shit. Because he loves the strategy of having to not use a pinch hitter in a National League game to save that pitcher for another inning or save that pinch hitter, whatever. Bro, I don't give up. I don't care. In a game, one tiny instance, you're gonna, you're gonna. Yeah. Uh, doesn't make any sense. Seriously, like the the balls are juiced. Okay. Let's get over it. <laughs> the Astros fucking screwed us over. Cheating. So get rid of the DH. It's not. It's not entertaining to see a pitcher hit already unless you're a pitcher that can hit it's not entertaining and you can still put your pitchers to hit by the way with the dh in place you can still do it if you want it that bad if you want it if you want to show the world how good your strategy is to win a baseball game go for it um another thing that they believe uh, is that owners and players get 50 a 50 
50-50 cut instead of paying a prorated um, prorated deal. I'm not exactly I don't not exactly sure what 50-50 looks like, um, but I don't think that the players are going to agree to that. Um, yeah, it's been their biggest beef with this whole thing, and in a way, I kind of hope that the players um, tread lightly on this because if, if it comes out that there that there will not be any baseball because of money. The players are going to lose because there's no way that fans are going to be allowed in the stadium. So you're having a huge revenue stream being cut off for the owners. And I know they're billionaires, but if you want to run a business, you know, that's how businesses are run. If, if, if our dads who own bodegas and supermarkets can't have can't let just anybody come in the stores because of social distancing restrictions, they're not making as much money. They're gonna have to make some sacrifices. Maybe, maybe an employee might have to get fired or have to take a, a pay cut or something. That's just the way of the world, and yep. players just have to understand that. And it's not gonna look good for a million dollar player to say, "I want my thirty million dollars, not my twenty five million dollars." You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna look good. So, yeah. players, if you're watching, I know you are, because players love us. For sure. Just tread lightly on this, please. Uh, last thing I have. Let me see. 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 No, I have two more things. Noah Syndergaard expects to be back 100% for the 2021 season. I highly doubt that. Um, you know, sorry, Manny. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but what else is he supposed to say in that situation? Exactly. Like, it, I know that there's no nothing going on in the world of sports, but can whoever released that headline just keep it? Just keep it. Because it's like if he said if he said anything else other than that, I would be concerned if his answer was, well, you know what? I can't guarantee anything. This could be the end of my career. You know, I don't know. I just had like, nah, we know that he's, he's he should be expecting to come back at the end of the 2021 exactly. season. Jesus, man. Seriously, man. And bad news, CT, the 2021 World Baseball Classic has been canceled, according to Enrique Rojas of ESPN Deportes. Bullshit. Bob Nightingale reported soon after that the soonest we'll get the WBC again is 2023 and possibly not until 2025. I don't understand why. Can't you just delay this shit a year and see what happens with COVID-19? If we haven't settled this problem by then, delay it another year. If you can't figure it out by then, delay it another. Why do you have to fucking two years later is the soonest that we could have the WBC possibly five years later? Like... I, I mean, I'm understand. sure I'm sure it's because they don't want to have this without fans in the stands. I'm sure that's the yeah. bottom reason, the bottom line. But <laughs> let's just pretend that that isn't the reason. What it what would be the reason? Because if we're about to have sports in the next month or two months here in the United States, which we're not in a good shape as a country with this whole COVID-19 thing. But if we're about to do it in about a month or two and we're going to have sports with no fans, how can you not get something ready with more time in your hands for a thing that's even shorter? It's not a it's not a six or four month to six month thing. It's like a couple weeks where you have these games. They can all play, take place in the same the same state, same city. Yeah. So I don't really understand why. I hope we get more information about it, but I'm really disappointed that it won't be happening. And the last thing last week, I think this might have been a headline last week, but I wanted to bring it up again because. A lot of people are upset about it. As a editor, I call to the pen. A lot of pieces are coming through 
from writers who feel upset about this incident, about this whole decision-making process. But MLB announced last week that the draft will only be five rounds. So I wanted to play a quick game with you, CT. It's called Makes It or Wouldn't Make It. I'm going to list 10 players. And I want you to guess whether or not if they had been in this draft class, would they have been drafted or not because of where they were drafted at the time? Do you understand? Do you understand the game, CT? You're going to name players who are currently in the majors today that had, they had been. I'm going to name you oh. 10 Hall of Fame. Well, actually, eight Hall of Fame players and then two all time greats. Oh, because you already know where they were drafted. Exactly. So I'm the guess. Hit me with it. Man. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Let me start with the two all time greats. Your favorite, Alex Rodriguez. Would he yes. have made it or not? First round pick. He was a first round pick. First, uh, first, first, first round, first selection. Albert Pujols. No. Albert Pujols would not have been picked because he was drafted in the 13th round, ladies and holy, gentlemen. Holy moly. You could be missing out on the next Albert Pujols. John Smoltz. Mm, no. <laughs> John Smoltz would not have made it. He was drafted in the 22nd round. Trevor Hoffman, CT. No. See, goddamn, you're a genius. <laughs> Children uh, will not be able to listen to this because I just said that. Trevor Hoffman <laughs> was drafted in the 11th round CT. How about Jim Tomei? Would he have been drafted? Yes. Jim Tomei would not have been drafted CT. He was drafted in the 13th round. How about Tim Raines? Yes. Tim Raines would have just made it. He was drafted in the fifth round. Ricky Henderson, CT. Yes. Ricky Henderson, fourth round pick. Cal Ripken Jr., Yes. Cal Ripken Jr., second-round pick. Tony Gwynn. Yes. Third-round pick. How about Mike Piazza, CT? Yes, because I remember he got drafted, I think, in, like, the second round. Who who are we talking about? Mike Piazza? (laughs) Mike Piazza, (laughs) second-round pick. CT, Mike Piazza would not be in the major leagues if we let this happen. We might be missing out on the next Mike Piazza. We can't let this happen. Wait, 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 wait a second. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm confused. He got drafted in the second round or you just you were just 62nd agreeing? round. 62nd oh, okay. round. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Wow. Yeah, so 62nd. There's 62. Apparently, 62. man. <laughs> where are they where are they fitting? Is baseball like a loophole in the IRS system where yeah, they give man. these players like contracts just so they could like evade taxes or something? Shit. Baseball is infinity. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go through this quick because my daughter's here for bedtime. I I am, I am, you're a dad, beholden to my my children. The NFL, according to Gary Myers, part of the reason Tom Brady left New England is because of a deteriorating relationship with offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. He wanted to have more input in games. Uh, Dolphins uh, quarterback drafted Tua got a four year deal, thirty point three million dollars, and last. But not least, CT. I don't know if you can see the screen next to me here, uh, up on the on the, you know, the stream. But check this the out. Screen. That is not what I wow. meant to do. But anyway, you should do that. You should subscribe. But this is what wow. I wanted to show you.
easily satisfied with with that. I'm, do you think with Mike Tyson with Iron Mike? No. That's all we have for <laughs> that's what we have for today. CT follows at WT the show. Thanks for watching. Rate, review, subscribe. Hit that. Let me do that again. Hit that subscribe button, guys. That's beautiful, man. It's important. All right. Peace out, everybody. Peace. Hey.